episode of Cookies and Cream. My name is Raymond. Isaac. And today we're going to talk about competition. Um, so, a little story. I'm, I'm pretty sure some people know, not everybody knows, but we, me and you, got in a box okay you you slaughtered me at a box you're match, gonna right? bring that yeah story? i'm gonna bring this oh story my up gosh whole reason is is because i, I took re- that out of my mind <laughs> a long time ago uh i remember so uh we went to album park they had boxing gloves i didn't want to fight i don't know how to box i am not a boxer i hate getting punched but they they wanted to go they wanted to go down where you fought me or i fought you and so we ended up putting the gloves on and you absolutely annihilated me, right? I I went home that night, my head was hurt. I stood up all night on like a verge of like that was probably the worst concussion I probably ever had. And the whole reason I bring this up is because I didn't want to, I don't know, I guess you say tap out. You were rocking me. And I remember you were rocking me. I got I was just getting hit. But there was something in me that didn't want to give up, I guess you could say. There's there's always been something in me that never wants to give up to say, you know, I throw in the towel, this is too much. Yeah. Um, I'm hurting too much or whatever. I think even driving home, I was like, No, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm good. And you call that I guess you could call that pride as well. Yeah. Um but there's a point or there's something I guess I I would hope in every man or woman or out there that that brings a drive or like that says, you know what, I'm not gonna quit and there's there's something to be said about that, that I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like that's, that's competition. So, I mean, not that I say I can, I, I want to compete with you all the time, but I mean, you are my best friend and stuff. So there's things that I want to be like you about some things about. And then there's other things that, um, I strive to do better. Yeah. And same thing, that competition, that spirit of, you know, I, w- I want to be, like you are better than you that brings yeah. that drive to 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 be better so i want to talk about that like competition mm-hmm. striving for like when someone beats you or when someone but you feel embarrassed or you feel like a loser you feel down it makes you want to be you know what next time i come to this point i want to be able to you know back my ground up or back my word up and you know what to to do better yeah, and I want to get your thoughts about what. What do you think? Like competition, is it is competition like a good thing? Like I said, like you were, <laughs> you were absolutely nailing me. But is that was that something? Me saying no, I don't want to quit. Was that like a bad thing? Can, I mean, of course you can say that can be pride that takes over and wants to, be in that place. But yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts about that? Well, first of all, that was dumb when we <laughs> when we were boxing that night. I remember, like, there was a couple people, and, like, they were boxing before us, and then, yeah, we boxed and everything. That was dumb. That was dumb. But, like, yeah, I do think, like, that mentality of never giving up and always wanting to, you know, be the better person, like, yeah, it's good, but there's certain times where it can be bad. Like... In that instance, it was probably bad. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, we're, like, it was dumb. We're we're boxing outside. We're at Album Park, and we're boxing for no reason. So that was that was bad. But, like, there is instances where it is good. Um, 
I mean, obviously, if you're like an athlete, you want to be competitive. Uh, you don't want to be an athlete that doesn't care about winning or losing. You don't want to be in a profession where greatness is required and you don't care. Um, I mean, so obviously it is good in certain certain circumstances. Um, but I think a lot of times, you know, we, we look at competition and we look at striving to be better than somebody. And a lot of times it can be bad because, you know, people get consumed by trying to be better and trying to, you know, top whatever record or whatever whatever field they're in and they lose sight of the bigger picture. So I think, you know, like I said, it can be good. I think everybody has it in them, but in certain certain situations, it can be bad. Do you think the, the thinking about the kingdom of God, do you think the kingdom of God is structured as, as a competitive type of thing or no? Do you think, do you think God wants us to compete? Yeah, I think God wants us to compete because I think that's how we're made. Like you don't you don't have to learn how to compete. Like you don't have to be taught. Like kids automatically know it. Like they want to run faster, they want to jump higher, they want to I don't know whatever. Like it's just that you don't have to really teach them that. Some kids have it more than others, but in terms of like like the kingdom of God, I think it depends on what you're talking about. I think you should strive for greatness obviously in like if you're witnessing like you you want to you know have that determination to get that person saved if you're pastoring a church you want to have a determination like oh man we need more people in the church like more 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 that's not a bad thing like that's what I'm saying like it can be bad because if you're if you're a pastor and your only goal is to get people in the church like I've seen people like they'll do gimmicks like oh we're going to have you know, this, like, just whatever. So we're going to have some event. Or, like, free food. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then it's like, oh, heck, yeah, we had 200 people today. Like, oh, let's do it next week. And then next week they had 250. But if nobody's getting saved or if nobody is being changed by, like, preaching or, you know, nobody's in ministry or nobody, you know, then it's bad. Because, yeah, you have numbers and everything, but, like, what are you really doing, you know? Are there, yeah, like, disciples and stuff. I remember yeah. Pastor Pastor Glenn said something about that. He said, you know, when we started the church and stuff, we wanted to give away free stuff. He's like, you got to watch out with that because you don't want you don't want to be a food drive. You don't yeah. want to be having people come just because they get free food and yeah. stuff. You want to be able to win people over to Christ yeah, and that exactly. should be your that should be your drive and your goal to do that yeah I guess it depends on w what part or I guess where the com competition is coming from and the whole reason I asked that is because the kingdom of heaven says there's like there's gonna be crowns right and mm -hmm. you're gonna have jewels you're gonna see it yeah. on top of everyone's head yeah and those that did the will of God will have rubies will have gems I'm pretty sure will have diamonds and stuff like that so you'll see your those people walking around in heaven and the crowns they have, mm -hmm. and they're going to be in a higher status than you because you don't have as many jewels on your crown. Yeah. So I'm thinking that that is almost like a competitive nature. You know, I want to be better. I want to get into the different levels of heaven, I guess, or that there's, I believe, three levels of heaven that you can get into. And so it's, 
it's like like the disciples were saying, can I sit on your right or to your left? And of course, Jesus was like, that's not my place to give. I'm not here to tell you you can sit on my right or to my left. Yeah. But that competition was there saying, who's going to be the greatest among us? And yeah. of course, they all got humbled when Jesus got crucified, where they all ran away. Yeah. And, you know, Peter was crying and mm -hmm, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's that, it's that humbleness that also has to be mixed in with that competition spirit but i believe there is a aspect in the kingdom of god where you want to strive for more that's not a yeah a bad thing to have no. to want rubies or gems. yeah and i don't think it's a bad thing but i think it's more of a competition with yourself like it's not really a competition with others because i'm not going to say like oh like i want to get that guy saved because it's going to get me another one more ruby than raymond you know mm -hmm. Like, that's a competition in yourself saying, like, okay, how can I push myself to be better? And how can I push myself to be more available and, and witness to more people and, you know, outreach more and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a competition, but it, I think it's more, talking about the kingdom of God, it's more within yourself. More personal. Yeah, thing. more yeah. personal. More of a thing, like, how can I you know, witness more? How can I be more effective in witnessing? Like, how can I talk to more people? Because it's not really a competition with like me and you comp competing, you know, like, it's not really like, oh, man, I'm gonna, like, I got to witness to 10 people, you only yeah. got to witness to eight, you know, like, that's not, you know, what I'm saying so it's more personal. So I think, yeah, it is a competition in terms of you're always trying to be better, but it's more internal. And it's not as you're competing it's not like you're competing against somebody you know yeah so let me in that in that case let me present this statement to you i said and nothing against the person i'm about to mention right now i said to marissa you know what i want to be a better preacher mm -hmm. than alex rodriguez mm -hmm. i said i said you know what? i want to be i want to have my sermons where they're they're better right or i want to be the best preacher that i can be and that's more external because i judge my life or i base my preaching to like let's say pastor stevens and of course i'm nowhere near the, i'm not even close to alex rodriguez's preaching he's he's very good very talented on, on how he does his stuff and he's very meticulous in how he preaches, how he structures his preaching. And I, I almost want to say, you know, I want to get to that point where I am like that, where yeah. I, I live my life and I, I want to be like that. And it's that competition point where I told Mercy, you know, I want to, I want that, I want to strive to be like him or better. Yeah. And so, because Mercy said something to me that was pretty. I guess it opened my eyes to what I was thinking about. But what is your take about about that statement? Where if I went up to you and said, "Hey, I want to be better than so and so at preaching," what would you tell me? Well, I guess what I would say is, you have to find the mind of God for your preaching. Um, I think everyone preaches differently. Everyone has their different styles, but it doesn't matter if you have somebody that's like a historian that can you know, take you back and is a great storyteller and like their sermon is amazing. Like if they don't have the mind of God, if they don't have the dominion, then it doesn't really matter. You know, I've seen people like I've been in church my whole life mm -hmm. and I know people who have come in and they preach and I'm like, what the heck? That was like, like all they do is say like, oh, Jesus loves you. You know, it's like the most basic sermon that I've ever heard, mm -hmm. but people get saved. 
like 20 people raised their hands and I'm thinking to myself I'm like what the heck like these like th- these people they got touched by it and because I've been in church my whole life I've heard millions of sermons so you know I feel like me personally like I can tell more when somebody is kind of off the cuff preaching and it's not like they don't have the mind of God like there's no dominion behind it there's no spirit behind it it's just like pen to paper and then here I'm going to say this you know so what I think in terms of in terms of that statement would be like yeah it's good to it's good to say like I want to be like that person because obviously you know we want to be if you're a preacher you want to be like Pastor Stevens, you want to be like Pastor Lamb, Pastor Mitchell, you know, all these, all these great preachers. But I think the number one thing those guys have is they have the mind of God. They have dominion behind everything they say. And, you know, having that, I think is way more important than, you know, just trying to be, you know, like a style, stylistically better, you know, because like I said, I've seen people who they preach the most basic sermon and people will get saved. So it's a little bit of, a little bit of a different avenue, I guess, in terms of, in terms of that, in terms of that statement. Yeah, you totally, totally get where, where you're coming from. When I told that to Marissa, I told her that, and she, she looks at me, it was during prayer. I was right, right before I was going to go up to preach. She looks at me and she says, you got to watch out because this isn't a competition. Yeah. She said, the kingdom of God is more than just yourself. This is not a sport yeah. that you're going out to play or do. This isn't football. This isn't wrestling. This is the kingdom of God. And she said, you need to watch out with the statements you make because you're not going up there to be better than somebody else. You're going up there to preach the word of God yeah. and to get people to answer the altar call to get saved and to pray. And that that really touched me because... I didn't I didn't think about it that way. To me, it, okay, to me that's someone that's always been competitive sports wise. Mm-hmm. I want to be better than somebody else because I want to I mean be number 1, I guess. Yeah. Is that that was my what that was my one-sided thing. I I just want to be better. When it comes to the kingdom of God, it, she what she said really like changed the way I thought because it's like, yeah, this is this is heavenly stuff. This is the Bible. These are people's souls. And for me to come across and say, you know what, I want to be, I want to be better. It's like a competition where it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, you're here. I want to be here, right above you. That's almost like a bad, like you said, that's a bad way, a bad competition. I guess that's yeah. a bad thing to say. It's good to say I want to be like them. Yeah. But then when you start when you start focusing on that's your only thing and that's all you're striving for, that's where you can get sucked into that place where I guess it becomes a, a bad, a bad egoistic type of yeah. a, a deal. Well, you think about what Pastor Mitchell always used to say. He said, anybody can do what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, he always used to say that. And, you know, we look at Pastor Mitchell, he's the head, he was the head of our fellowship. You know, he's like top dog, you know, he's the top of our fellowship. And I'm sure people looked at him and said, I want to be, you know, better than him, you know, or I want to be like him. And that's not, that's not bad if you're going about it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you have to, I think you would have to be more like, okay, if I want to be like him or I want to be better than him one day, what does he do? He prays every day. He reads his Bible. He studies, you know, he meditates on the word of God. I have to do that. You know, I have to start there. And then through the years, if you, you know, if God allows, you know, stuff will happen and and it'll snowball from there. But if you're not, if you're thinking like, man, I want to be better than somebody, you have to start, you know, applying the principles that they have. And it's not so much of, I want to be better than him because I want to have a bigger church or because I want to, I want influence like him. Like, I think the competition, you know, quote unquote competition needs to be, I want to be better or I want to be like him because I want to influence and, and save people. You know, I want to witness and I want to, I want to witness like him. I want to preach like him so I can get people saved. I want to, you know, you know, talk to people like him. That way I can invite people to church, you know, stuff like that. And that's like, that's, that's a different way of looking at it in terms of competition because, you know, competition is more like, well, how did I beat this person? But it's not necessarily that when it comes to the kingdom of God, because, you know, you're trying to direct influence and get people saved. So it's a little bit, it's different, you know? It's you're all going towards the same goal of winning souls to Christ. It's not like it did. It wasn't like, oh yeah, let me, you're not on a separate playing field. You're bringing them all to Christ. So you should be glad when he's, when I guess another pastor is doing good or when someone else in the faith is also striving as well, you want to go with that instead of being like, oh, I want to beat them. Yeah. Well, you look at competition. Competition is always two teams or two people going, you know, they're opposite of each other and they're striving for the same goal. Same goal. Mm -hmm. But if you think about Christianity, like we're all on the same team, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's different. Like you're competing within yourself because you're not going against that person. You know, you're not going against the other preacher. You're all competing for the same thing. So you're all on the same team. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like they're on one team and you're on one team. And then let's see who has the bigger numbers. Like it's all for the same reason that you're doing it or should be, you know? Yeah. But you also have to understand it's like Elisha and Elijah, right? Yeah. Elisha was, he, I forgot how many miracles he did. Mm-hmm. And so he asked Elijah, what do you want? What, why are you following me? What do you want from me? He says, I want to have a double portion yeah. of what you have. Mm-hmm. And Elisha tells him, you know what? What you ask is a very hard thing to do. Yeah. You're asking for a hard thing because you want, I mean, he, he saw how he lived his life. He saw that he was producing these miracles. He wanted this as well. And so he told him, hey, I want what you got, but yeah. I want it as a double portion. Yeah, I want more. And then when that comes as a double portion, it's like, okay, then now there's more responsibility on your shoulders. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to place more on you because now you want to be, I guess you want to have that double portion. You want to have more. You want to be, quote unquote, better yeah. than me. Yeah. And it's that, that fact that he that Jesus always told his disciples, like, to be the leader or to be great, you also, you have to serve. Mm -hmm. You have to be there washing everyone's feet. He's the one that was washing the disciples' feet and said, let me do this. Let me, I am your servant. I am here to help you out. And that's the thing of, in the kingdom of God, at least compared to sports, that's the difference is 
the greatest is serving. Yeah. In a sport, the greatest is being worshipped, right? Yeah, exactly. Like Michael Jordan, everyone looks up to him. Yeah. Um, LeBron James, everyone looks up to him. Tom Brady, everyone looks up to him because mm-hmm. because they're they're the best. Yeah. They're the goats. They're the ones that you know what. I compete every day. I strive to be the best. I want to, but in the kingdom of God, it's kind of different where you're, yeah, you're, you're serving. Hey, you want, I want to make sure you make heaven your home. I'll give you a ride. I'll pick you up. I'll give you a Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll, I'll take you out to eat. I'll, I'll serve you. Yeah. So you can make heaven your home. Yeah. And that's why it's so, it's so hard. You know, people want the podium, but they don't want to, do the, you know, yeah. Come early and mm-hmm. open the church. You yeah. know, people want people want to be announced to be, let's say, to go preach yeah. somewhere. And it's all it's all good, dude. It's all good when you're in conference. There's people there yeah. clapping for you. Like it feels great. You're like, yes, I finally reached the point. All the work I did, or quote, yeah, the work that I did. Yeah, yeah. And then when you actually go out there and there's no one around. Yeah, exactly. That's that's when for me. That was when the competitive nature came out. That's when I was like, man, yeah. I, I need to do something. There's like hardly any, the impact team that came that, that um, Sunday night, there's no visitors whatsoever. Yeah. No one. It was just the church people. And I was there and in the service. And I told them, I said, as you, as you can tell, I mean, it's, it's just us here, the impact team. And I said, I said, um, I forgot I forgot the exact words I said, but I said, I, I thank you so much for coming. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, I was like burning like that, that fire. Yeah. I don't know if it was a good or bad fire, but I just wanted to win people over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the hard part because like we, and it's hard for us because we are in a big church. Like we've known big church our whole life so it's hard because when you get out there you're by yourself like you're totally alone and you have you know you have other pastors maybe in the area but you're building a church from the ground up and just having that that fire and I mean that's good you know that's not bad having that fire to see people you know, ah, we got to increase our numbers. Like, that's not bad. But you have to go about it in the right way. You know, like, there's a right way to go about that. But, um, yeah, it's so crazy because people want, like like I said, they want the podium. They want to be announced Thursday night, Friday night. They want to come back and have a, a conference preaching slot. But they don't want to do the small things. They don't want to you know, help clean a church, help put stuff away, you know, like stuff like that. And like, that's, that's a little segue off of, I guess, competition, but like all that stuff leads up to the Monday night preaching slot, the big church, you know, like all that stuff leads up to it. You can't have one without the other. And like, it's just, like you said, in sports and in, in, with athletes, they're praised, they're worshipped. But with, you know, Christianity, like, you might be lucky if the fellowship knows your name. Like, it's not the same, you know? It's not it's not the glory and the, and the, the praise that you see in other areas. Yeah, no, I, I think what you're saying about the work that you put in, I think that does matter. So, um, Matt Frazier, 
I don't know if you know who he is, mm-hmm. but he's oh CrossFit. Yeah, CrossFit yeah. five time or I think sixth time now. Yeah. Um, champion. He when he first got on, he lost. He got second place twice mm-hmm. in a row, and he said it was that second one that really messed with him, that brought that competitive spirit out of him because he was like, um, Rich Froning finally. Uh, retired. Yeah. So now Matt Frazier comes and he's he wants to be the second. The, he got second place last year, so he thought mm-hmm. he was gonna get first place this year, or the the year that he was um, competing. And so he goes right. He competes and he gets second place again. And he says that's when he that's when he knew that he needed to have more of a drive. That's when he said that competitive fire just ignited in me yeah and he said the next year he dedicated everything that he had to crossfit and the next five years he was he was just striving yeah he just he won the next six years and it was that that fire that he knew that you know what i failed Mm -hmm. i was supposed to be number one i wasn't and now he put in that hard work his slogan is hard work pays off yeah and so i believe that can be also implemented in the in the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. you read your Bible. Yeah, you know what? When you go out and you witness to someone, say, and they're like Catholic or they're Protestant or they're Baptist or whatever, and they make you spin your head around, or maybe they're atheists and they tell you all these things that, you know, it spin your head around like, is this true? Is what he's saying? Where they challenge your faith. Yeah. You got to go back to the place where you read your Bible, you pray, where you may have failed on that witnessing point or when you go and street preach, you fail there, but then you have that competitive nature. You have that strive to, you know what? No, I'm going to study my Bible. I'm going to read the word of God. I'm going to pray, ask for revelation. And that competitive spirit, that hard work will finally pay off in the end when you stand before either God or you stand before the next person where you did your homework and now you can really witness to them and tell them, Hey, look, I someone already tried to argue with me about this, and now I have the words to say to tell them, hey, no, that that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and it's always a growth, I think. Like you're never you've never arrived. You know, like you're always you're always trying to better yourself in terms of study and, and read the Bible and pray because like you never you'll never get to a point where you're like, all right, I'm good. Like I don't need it anymore. Like you always have to grow in that area and that's what a what a competitive fire or a drive you know a determination can do for you you know um i guess the opposite is just laziness you know it's just laziness saying like oh, i'm good or or doing the bare minimum to get by you know like people who have a drive and a fire to grow you know those are the ones that those are the ones that eventually get, get to the yeah, top they're su- you know? yeah they're like successful they're yeah, yeah. You, you think about uh, is it a parable? I don't know. I think it is a parable, right? Where the mm-hmm. with um, talents, mm-hmm. where he tells you one has five, three, and then this guy has one. Yeah, like the guy with the five, he went and and the and the two, or I don't know, if it was two or three. They went out and they made money, right? Yeah, they, they did they, And the with guy it. with the one, he hit it in the ground because, you, as you said, he had no no had yeah. laziness, mm-hmm. no strive to do anything. He just put it in the ground, and then now the master comes. And the guy with the five, I mean, I'm pretty sure he felt great saying, yeah, I got 10 now. Like, what's up? And the guy with the two, so now I have four. And then the one with one is like, oh, no, I put it in the ground and here you go. Here you got it back. And he, the master tells him you could have put it in the bank at least and I would have got some interest from it. And so, and then 
the crazy thing is, he says, all right, I'm going to take what you have. The lazy person gets their stuff taken away and it's Give now it given to, to the guy that has more, the rich guy, because he knows, hey, I am going to make this work. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be fruitful in what you've given me. And yeah. that's something that we also have to understand is like the competition point is the kingdom of heaven of where, you know what? God has given me a talent. I can play guitar. Yeah. I musically inclined. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I do have a leadership skill. Um, maybe I can go and preach good of word of speech. Maybe I have knowledge of understanding. I can read the Bible. I can interpret. I can speak in tongues. I'm a prayer warrior, whatever. God yeah. has given you a talent. What are you going to do with it now? Yeah, exactly. That competitive nature where, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm going to strive for more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone has something to offer, you know? Like, it would have been better for the, for the man with one talent. Even if he lost it, if he, if he worked hard and he tried, you know, the master wouldn't have came down as hard on him. Because he could have seen, like, okay, well, you tried. You know, you did, you worked your butt off, and you were trying, and you were, you know, going forward. And he could have either gave him a second chance, or he could have showed him, you know, something. But he didn't even try. Like, he was like, yeah, you know, you only gave me one, so I'm just going to bury this here. And that's that's what a lot of people don't understand is, like, everyone is given something. Everyone has something to offer. And it's about finding what you have to offer and pushing that to its limit and then going from there and just branching out and, you know, finding different avenues and finding different positions of influence that you have and that you can wield. And like I said, everyone has something to offer. So it's, it's about finding that and, 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 you know, pushing it to its maximum potential. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So thank you for listening to cookies and cream again. We are your hosts, Raymond. This is Isaac. And um, you all have a good day.